0: Welcome into episode 60 of the Pegasus podcast presented by Night Sports Now. I am Bailey Adams and I'm joined as always by Christian Simmons. You can find us on Twitter at Bailey J Adams 22 at ByCA Simmons and at Night Sports Now. We are exasperated. We are. That's, that's the word I've settled on. Um, do you want to explain why or should I?
1: Yeah, I'll explain it because it's mostly my fault. So I'll explain it. So <laughs> last week, I after we finished last week's podcast on Something, what did we talk about last week? Oh, the five-year predictions. Our, I, yeah. I said, because at that point, we'd heard the schedule was coming next week. So I said, let's just record next week whenever the schedule drops. um, And, you know, we'll just wait to do that. And then over the weekend, I got cold feet because originally it was supposed to drop Monday. And then it was like, oh, it's actually gonna be Tuesday. And I was like, well, maybe we should like, like, and then I was like, maybe we should do it. There was a point where I was like, let's do a podcast that we're not gonna use. Like, let's just record a podcast in case the schedule doesn't come out. And then today, the update, we're recording this Tuesday night, it got pushed from like maybe Tuesday to maybe now, not even this week. So I was just like, damn it. So then we had to like, within like three hours, be like, oh no, wait, we are doing a podcast for this week. That's not the schedule. So we're moving up our topic from next week, which would be easier if it wasn't like a topic that requires like a lot of research. (laughs) Yeah. So you want to tell them what we're doing?
0: Yeah. So um, this idea came to us last week. We mentioned it last week from Evan Lando underscore on uh, Twitter. Otherwise known on this podcast as Gas Enjoyer, even though he's changed his display name, but I just still. He'll always be Gas Brillable yeah, Enjoyer to me. That's true. Um, he gave us this idea of doing basically an all time UCF draft where we're both going to draft offenses or an offense and a defense. Um, we're doing offense today. And by the end of it, we're going to put a poll up on Twitter. And you all are going to decide, I guess, who has a team, whose team would win, whose team would win I, if
1: our two teams go up against each other. You will get yeah. to,
0: you guys. We're putting the power in your guys's
1: hands. We spent this whole podcast talking about how we hate all of your opinions and an now we're letting mess. you decide. So. I was just
0: about to talk about their opinions again and just say, like, I know that the vote's going to be an absolute mess. But
1: Well, I said to you, like, and I'm just gonna say now. I feel like whichever team has Milton is just gonna win. Like, they're <laughs> gonna look at the whole thing and just be like Milton and click it. So we'll see. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Unless the team that has Milton is mine, in which case, go me. But so to break just, down, so we're just doing the offense today. Yeah, and we're drafting. So we're just drafting a starting lineup. So the one caveat there is we're drafting like one, just one at each position that would be on the field. So the two caveats are we are dra- you have the option to either draft a tight end or use that on a receiver maybe you Afford want to be Josh Eiffel and just put receivers way out there and ignore tight ends um and also we are drafting a 12th player which is an extra running back simply because UCF has had too many illustrious running backs to just not you know to not mention more so you'll have the, so you know if these were real teams you sub in a running back no one else everyone else is on the field all the time but yeah so 12 yeah. total players uh i guess what is that one at quarterback two at receiver so, yeah no it's
0: one it. no, no no it's one at quarterback two running backs three or four receivers depending on if you want a tight yep. end a center two guards and two tackles yep
1: all uh, from I, ucf's all time you know ucf i don't know
0: i don't know if you got into the weeds of this but like i'm not like saying oh this player like i can take two right tackles one of them just plays left tackle. i didn't like pay attention to which tackle position they played did you do that yeah i did
1: but that's fine we don't have to do that okay um it doesn't matter okay it if just you can play one you can play the other um
0: it, it, you know. sure
1: so that's the way that works. <laughs> and there are, and there are, I mean, listen, most of these guys have been moved around anyway, at some point yeah. careers,
0: so they're fine. Yeah. They'll, they'll be fine in this. Pay situation. close attention to if they did or not. I just assume, like, all right, well.
1: And the other probably. caveat I want to say for this is that when we draft a player, assume we are drafting like the best version of that player. Like if I'm drafting Mackenzie Milton, I'm, I'm not drafting the freshman who can throw the ball. I'm drafting like peak McKenzie Milton. So, all right. I think that covers right. it.
0: I think so. Yeah. I just, one more thing, I guess, is on the topic of the, this going to a vote at the end. It's just going to be interesting to see like if who gets punished, like if we're both going to take or if the U.S. takes more like old UCF legends, if that person's going to get punished by like what's probably a newer Twitter fan base. I almost
1: want to fan. like instead like like I want to do this in a couple ways. I want to like I definitely want to do the Twitter poll because I want to see what our fans in general have to think. And I also like kind of want to assemble like three people who I know really know their stuff and have them like, cause I'd actually like to get some fans on this, but cause like, listen, yeah. there's what like, I just feel like the Milton team is going to win the poll, like regardless of, you know, all the, unless you take a really, really good quarterback like Mikey Keen with the, the other team, then who knows? Yeah. Maybe I should take Thomas Castellanos. Like that might win <laughs> me some points if I do it. So
0: There's going to be so many like uh, pander, pander picks here, but. Let's just do it. Dude, my entire big board is pander picks. Let's, let's have a. Uh, let's do the coin toss. You have the coin. See I have the coin. First.
1: You may call it.
0: All right, tails. It is heads. Tails is supposed to never fail, but it does just fifty percent of the time.
1: I was about to say, yeah, I think I can tell you exactly how often tails fail. Well, that's annoying because right, I'm so not
0: going to get who I wanted first overall.
1: You might. We'll see. So I have the first pick. Yeah. I am going to pick Kevin Smith.
0: You jerk. Wait, were you actually going to? Yes, I was going to pick Kevin Smith for the role.
1: I thought I was like, I'll give him Milton. Listen, guys, Kevin (laughs) Smith is like arguably the single most dominant player in UCF football history. I mean, he was nuts. Dude in a single season had over 2,500 yards on 5.7 yards per carry, 30 total touchdowns in that season alone, led UCF to their first ever conference title. Like UCF's never had a player that prolific. Like it's just like, I feel like we've forgotten over time. I mean, he was insane and he is act, in some ways, almost the obvious first pick. If you're, if you're not yeah. totally laser in on a quarterback. Well,
0: that's the things I think both of the quarterbacks, I, I would have been happy with either of the top two quarterbacks on my board. So I was going to go Kevin Smith. Cause I think he's overall the most obvious pick for the first one. I mean the man, okay. This is just like, it's one game, but it's also an insane game. He ran for 320 yards in a game.
1: I can't even like <laughs> comprehend that to be honest. Like, it's
0: on. funny. I was looking at some like UCF, uh, like I think it was in their media guide from this year, and it was like just all the records and stuff. And there's a thing where it was like, uh, UCF's record when a player, when one player rushes for 300 plus yards, and it said one and oh. And I was like, gosh, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they took <laughs> the time to
1: include win. that in the in yeah. their stats. I mean, but they yeah. had
0: to. Well, see, this is this is where I'm already thrown all out of whack just by not getting the first pick because. I know who I'm going to take with the second pick and I know who that's going to leave you. And I feel like that's going to give you a very good portion of the fan base. Well, now I'm going to I'm go really ahead and take, curious. I'm going to go ahead and take McKenzie Milton. Okay. Um, but I, I just don't like, I'll talk about Mackenzie Milton in a second, but I just, now I know like if, if any old school UCF fans are going to look at this and vote you're I'm assuming maybe, maybe not that you're going to, you're going to end up with Dante and it's going to be Dante and Kevin Smith. And they're going to be like, Oh, I have to vote for that team. So that's where I feel like I'm kind of pigeonholing myself here. But, I mean, everybody – I don't have to talk too much about McKenzie Milton. I mean, I think, for my money, the best quarterback in school history. No disrespect to anyone else, obviously. Um, two top, top ten Heisman finishes, 27-5 and five as a starter, um, 72 passing touchdowns, 20 rushing touchdowns, you know, obviously leading uh, – I guess it was a 24-game winning streak over his two um, – final two seasons – at UCF before the injury. Probably and would have it's, been a 40 uh, game winning streak. I think, yeah. You know? I just think it's still one of the biggest what ifs ever is if he doesn't get hurt and plays a full another year at UCF, like it would have been insane to watch because even even losing other guys, like bringing him back for another year, that would have been insane. Um I mean you saw you saw anyway they won 10 games that year with a freshman quarterback. If that's McKenzie Milton, they probably potentially go undefeated again. They, I think they go undefeated again. I, Look at the games you they lost. you have to ask yourself undefeated. a question.
1: Is Milton worth is, Milton worth, points, is right? Milton worth 15 points over, over 14 games? Cause that's what it was. They lost to LSU yeah. by eight and then they lost three games by seven points. So is, is UCF or is Mackenzie Milton, one of the most, maybe the most impressive player in UCF history worth 15 points over a season <laughs> plus a game. So you have to ask. Yeah. At which that's, point we're the biggest, a
0: history? that's the biggest thing. And that's the, the funny thing that like I told, I just told you, I didn't want to go quarterback with my first pick, but I kind of was forced to, um, because after Kevin Smith, I don't feel like there's a, a non-quarterback, um, a non-quarterback that was just the obvious next choice. Unless you disagree, I don't know. But I, now I don't, you, don't have, I don't you don't disagree. I don't have to take a quarterback. And I'm you not gonna to take to. a quarterback <laughs> until the last pick. Which I'm is not money, planning so. to take.
1: It. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be that much of like just. You know, I was. I was yeah. gonna say. I was literally trying. I like filter fil- I cycled between like nine curse words in my head and couldn't come up with like a non-cursory way to say jerk. Like I'm not gonna be a jerk and literally wait to my last pick, but no, I don't have <laughs> a quarterback, so I'm not gonna take it yeah. right now. The thing for Mackenzie yeah. Milton is whether. There's a good case to be made that he's the greatest player in UCF history, but regardless of how you feel about that, to me, there is no question that he is the most significant player in UCF history. Yeah. By far the most popular. He put them on the map in a way no other single player has done. And him, honestly, what did it for him was transcending coaching staffs. I mean, like UCF, like 2017 and 2018, UCF were like identical in dominance, even with two different coaching staffs. And that was because of the bellman plus a bunch of other players, not to count the other players. Dylan
0: Gabriel could never.
1: Dylan Gabriel could never, and I like you know. I, you're saying that I'm going to take Culpepper. You don't know that there is another. Yeah, I don't know that very good quarterback that UCF had named Justin Holman.
0: Ryan Schneider. Okay. <laughs> we need to talk about Ryan Schneider at some point in this podcast because we actually
1: should. It sucks that he's not people going to talk
0: about. People don't don't talk about him ever. At, at all. Like I, I'm, I I'm willing to bet there
1: are people listening who don't know who we're talking about. Like who's
0: Brian? You mean Bo Schneider? No, I don't mean Bo <laughs> Schneider. There's probably even fewer people who know who Bo Schneider is.
1: In a weird way, I think there might be more because Poe Schneider was a, a part of a memorable season for the worst <laughs> reason. Um, All right, well, let's
0: go to your, your number two pick here.
1: Well, this puts pressure on me because now I feel like I'm essentially having to give you the best wide receiver in UCF history with this pick. And that is not like, I don't know. Like, well, because what else am I going to take right now? I mean, I got to take a receiver now. Okay. And I don't like, I asked you this like in text, even like, I have no idea who you would call the best receiver in UCF. History.
0: I don't either. I, I was doing my rankings and I'm like, so, I'll put at number one, but it's interchangeable to me. I'm just, oh, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about
1: <laughs> it. It's tough. They, okay, there are like two or three that really separate themselves for me, but like, oh, I don't know. I, we should honestly pull the fan base. I was curious what people think. All right, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take Trey Smith. I'm going to take Trey okay. Smith
0: with my interesting next pick.
1: pick. Is interesting in a good way or interesting like I've screwed
0: myself? <laughs> no, we will discuss. It really, It really, I'm saying it could go one way or the other. Like it's... So I I would say it's
1: him or Gabe Davis. Yeah. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. All right. That's how I feel. But Traquan Smith, 2017 UCF, he caught 11, almost 1,200 yards, 13 touchdowns. I mean, he was just, and the thing about what differentiated Traquan from Gabe to me is because Gabe, you can make the argument that he was a key for UCF longer. And I think his stats actually might've been better his last year. Traquan was just, he was an NFL player and I'm not, and obviously Gabe Davis is too. Gabe Davis is like a great NFL player, but like, he just looked like he looked, he looked like on the field against defenders. Like he was playing in an amateur league as a pro. Like, it's just, he was huge. He was impossible to stop. And I just, that's, it's that physicality level that kind of put him over the top for me. So that's why I'm rolling with Traquan.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I was, like I said, he was, him and, and Gabe Davis were one or one and two on my list, except I actually did have Gabe Davis as one, but it was really just kind of an arbitrary thing. It was like, it's tough. I, I feel like the fan base would probably say Gabe, but
1: the fact that both those guys are on the roster at the same time, and they're pretty inarguably <laughs> the top two receivers in program history is kind of nuts. But
0: yeah, yeah. So I'll just echo what you said about Traquan. I mean, obviously, he's pretty much uncoverable for most of his career. I mean, if you break down like year to year in 2015, he had 724 receiving yards and four touchdowns. And that was a year they went 0 and 12. He
1: won AAC uh, freshman of the year. I think
0: that year on an 0 and 12 team on an 0 and 12 team. And then it's yeah, it's crazy. And then he went the next year with 853 yards. And then of course his last year, 1171, like he said, um, I'll take. I'm going to take Gabriel Davis with my next pick, which I feel like was the obvious one. I can't let you get Traquan and Gabe Davis. That would be malpractice. <laughs> if you didn't, it
1: was 100%. what I was going to do so. Good on you. Yeah. Right
0: there. Um. It's funny because he's only he's seventh all time in yards, and Traquan's third. Um. But he's tied for second receiving touchdowns, and he has he's the owner of the single season receiving record. Um. His last year, he had 1,241 receiving yards and 12 touchdowns, and. A lot along the same lines of what you said about Traquan, just a guy who had the NFL size in college and was just almost unfair at sometimes. I remember it was the the 2019 game um, against Stanford where it was coming in was like, OK, this matchup between Gabe Davis and Paulson Adebo. And from Stanford, and they're like Adebo is like one of the top corners in the draft. Like he's, he's going to be ha- interesting to see how this matchup goes. And Gabe just torched him. That's a game that always I remember out.
1: that There was that one play where it was that little double move, and he yeah. just burns him down the side of the field. I mean, it's like, uh, uh,
0: man, Gabe is It great. did didn't ma- Because <laughs> Adiba, like, that season, or maybe it was, I don't remember when he ended up being drafted, but I don't think he was ended up being one of the top corners in the draft. And I don't, I'm not going to say it was that game that, like, plummeted his stock, but I think it, d- it didn't help his stock. You can kind of say it didn't. Um, I mean, I,
1: it wasn't just like he had that one great play. I mean, Gabe torched him the whole game. Yeah.
0: I mean. Yeah. So I i don't think there's much more to say. Um, I think it was just what was interesting is like, even when he wasn't like the number one guy, like he, his first year, he had 391 yards and four touchdowns in a pretty limited role. And he still found found a way to get on the field and, and make impact plays. We don't in the talk enough year. about that. I mean, he, I mean, yeah.
1: he, from his first year with the team, I mean, he was getting on the field.
0: And honestly, it's like, I it was mean, 2017, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. 2017 yeah. was freshman year. And Traquan left a Traquan sized hole in the roster and he just immediately stepped into it. I mean, yeah. you know, and I think I remember going to 2018. It's funny how you forget stuff. Like the assumption was Trey Nixon was going to come in and just like be the new guy. And Trey Nixon was a very good receiver. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. Gabe was just Gabe was Gabe. I mean, it was yeah. just, he really stepped up into that role. Definitely. So, all right. all right. For my next pick, just to not completely rig the system, I'm just going to go ahead and take Dante. <laughs> so okay. I don't like I, that appreciate, was, that. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's kind of BS if I just hold him for the last pick. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Dante Culpepper, I, like guys, I would tell you to go look up his video if it existed. Um, I've heard he was very good. The thing the thing about Dante that's interesting to me is just to give you a stat, He uh, In his best season at UCF, which was that 1998 season, which UCF was two years into FBS play and they went nine and two. And almost, it should have gone to a bowl, but this was back in the day when there weren't a lot. And they still almost made it to one. So that season he completed 73% of his passes for about 3,700 yards through 28 touchdowns to seven picks. And he rushed for another 460 yards and 12 touchdowns do and everyone who's watched him play was just like like enamored with him and talked about like like anyone who was actually like alive and watching UCF at that point says he's the best quarterback in UCF history and I wish I could take I I kind of have <laughs> to take their word for it because you can barely even find I was struggling to find box scores like just to get his stats and I found one from when they lost to Purdue and he threw for like 380 yards or something yeah but I, I mean yeah I remember and a plus like even his like like his size is kind of a lie. Apparently there was a, I, that, like I was in college. I remember who the player was some former UCF player spoke to one of our classes. And he said that they like Cole Pepper would weigh in at over 300 pounds, like just like <laughs> in, in an average weigh-in and the is like, so I, I don't know. I, I think there's really a case to be made that he's the greatest player in UCF history. What hurts him is that like, you just, you just have to take people's word for it. Cause there's yeah. stats are missing. There There is some video on YouTube. There's just not a lot of it. So yeah, that's I'm he left. Take, when- a quarterback.
0: When he left, he owned more than 30 career records for UCF. It's kind like of, that That's just, he was the, the pioneer of the, the position for UCF. And,
1: and UCF had been playing for like almost 20 years at that point. It wasn't yeah. like they were a brand new program. So. And then he
0: went on to be a first round pick. I mean, like that's the thing is out of UCF at that time, for him to be a first round pick, obviously he was good. Like, so the other interesting
1: Dante Culpepper thing that I guess I should say for those who don't know is the whole deal with him as I remember it was, well, as it was told to me, again, I was not alive. Well, I was barely alive. Is that, so he, I mean, the recruiting rankings weren't a thing back then, but he is the, he would be the equivalent of like a five-star, like a highly rated five-star. And I I remember it rightly, if I remember it correctly, the other in-state schools backed off of him because he didn't have good grades Right. and UCF stuck with him and really worked with him to get his grades up. And when his grades got to where they needed to be, the other schools like Florida and Miami came circling. And at that point he was like, no, I'm going to UCF. And to understand how ridiculous that is, UCF was an FCS school at the time when he started his career. I mean, that would literally be like, it's kind of like what Jackson State did, except even more insane, like crazy. Mm -hmm. They came to UCF. And then of course they rose up to FBS while he was here in their, that FBS season with him. They went nine and two, should have gone to a bowl, but it's a whole thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, he really was the first put UCF on the map type player that they had. I mean, you know, and still holds up today.
0: Here's where, here's where this could like throw off my entire draft because. Oh boy. People just don't, people (laughs) just don't know. And I don't even know, like, I can't pretend like I was, I wasn't even alive when this guy played and I can't pretend to have seen him play. And you can find even less footage of him playing because I know where it was going, before Dante Culpepper. So I'm going to take Willie English running back. Oh,
1: I did not see this coming. Okay.
0: So when he, he played from 1989, 1991. And then I think he got hurt in 92 and had to come back and played in 93. He owned like a ridiculous number of school records when he left, he's in the UCF hall of fame, obviously. Um, In 1991, he had nine 100-yard rushing games. He left uh, with 15 career 100-yard rushing games, which I think is the second most all-time behind Kevin Smith. Could be wrong on that. He's the third leading rusher of all time. And I don't know, I just felt like if I wasn't going to get Kevin Smith, I wanted to pay homage to the early, early years of UCF football. And he, from what I've read and from what I've seen, appears to be one of the one of the, I guess, le- currently less celebrated UCF running backs, but for what he did at the time was, was a highly celebrated, highly decorated player. Um, and so, yeah, Willie English. So here's how you've screwed yourself with that pick. No one's going to know who that is.
1: It's not that, well, some are, most will not. I feel like that's fair to say as far yeah. as like Twitter. Right? The issue is that the people who do know who he is are going to vote for the team that has Dante and
0: That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I told you this over text. I was like, I, I'm not drafting this team to win the vote. I'm drafting this team. Like, to to a team that I'm happy with. If I don't win the vote, yeah, I don't win the vote.
1: My issue when we do these type of things is I'm too competitive to not try to win.
0: <laughs> like I just don't care. Yeah, you care that much. I'm just like I I'm glad that, that I we're repping. With.
1: I'm glad that we're not repping. What's the word? Highlighting or spotlighting yeah. some earlier players though, because
0: it is easy to basically
1: gloss over the first thirty years of this program, as I feel like some of the fan base and a former athletic director like to do so it's <laughs> with nice the
0: first team. two with my first two picks I took Milton and Gabe Davis and now my running backs is Willie English which I like the representation I do in the early days but people are gonna be like Willie Willie English I don't that? like
1: that in my head I'm trying to picture your team and in my head Willie English is black and white like that doesn't even make you know, sense this, but it's just i like kind of, So imagining the team absolutely okay. how
0: it would be but yeah there you go there's my number one running back
1: all right I uh I don't know what
0: to do now um I I don't either I have no idea where to go from here
1: well as far as like again like like I feel like I'm just saving my entire O-line for the end because I feel like that's the last thing people are going to consider when they
0: yeah which is why again I want to start drafting O-linemen now because that would that's what would make me happy not what would get me votes
1: yeah that's fair that's a you, you make a fair point all right I'm gonna take uh all right I'm just gonna do it I'm gonna take Brashad Perriman interesting okay so I love Brashad Perriman he was a uh Honestly, he was great during 2013 when he went to baseball, but he was a beacon of light after that season when UCF came back down to earth a little bit and he was just a huge force for them. 2014, he had 1,044 yards and nine touchdowns. And of course he had the Hale Paraman, which is worth taking him alone because that remains like one of the coolest moments in UCF history. I get it was against East Carolina, but it was for a conference title. It made George O'Leary smile. And it was George O'Leary's last one as head coach. They finally got him to smile and
0: that was it. He <laughs> didn't know in it his was last time. game as head coach.
1: Well, not that part. Nah, well, don't. <laughs> um, I literally, sure looked, that, that is the craziest part of that game to me is when it cuts to O'Leary and he's smiling like it's like a kid on Christmas morning, yeah. which is just a rare occurrence. So, yeah, I'm going to go for a little bit of a nostalgia pick there. And I'm taking Brashad Perriman as my second wide receiver.
0: Okay. Um, This is interesting because I, I don't think you could go wrong. I mean, we said this about the, the top two receivers, but I don't think you can really go wrong with really any of you picking any of UCF's like top receivers.
1: That's true, but there's one I really want.
0: So if you take them, I'm gonna be upset. I'm just letting you know. um, I think just to spite you, I think I might know who it is, but maybe not. Should I take them? I don't think you know who it is, but if you think you do, you can try to take them. (laughs) I'm gonna guess wrong and not get the player I (laughs) wanted to take. It's Um, a player
1: that I feel is incredibly good, but I could not justify with a particularly high pick because I don't think the fan base matches
0: my... Take of him. Does that make sense? I'm taking Marlon Williams. Damn it! That was who it was. Oh. <laughs> I guess right. I knew because I knew it. And yeah, I I don't think people really realize it because they were so used to seeing like Traejuan, they're so used to seeing Gabe, even Trey and to an extent. And and he just was he was solid. He was just a solid receiver. And he was more early, than solid. That dude early, was amazing. Like, I'm saying early in his career, he was like he it was. <laughs> it was weird. He was more of a role player. Like he had his first year, he had 270 yards and two touchdowns. The second year, he had 234 yards and a touchdown. And then he jumped up to 717 yards and six touchdowns in 2019. And he had that big bowl performance against Marshall where he was just running past dudes and running dudes over and and dominating that game. And then his last year and what people are probably going to forget about was because it was a COVID year. It was not the best season, not a very memorable year for UCF in terms of wins, but he had, he was, one of the leading receivers in the nation he had 1039 receiving yards and 10 touchdowns and it's it's funny because he didn't really have like and i guess maybe it's reflected by him not being like an nfl star like gabe davis is right now like Traquan is is trying to be um but he's not in the nfl right now but i don't think he had the same size it was just he was a good receiver He was a good route runner. He just made plays. And that frankly makes it
1: more impressive to me. It was what he could do after the
0: catch. He would just
1: body defenders downfield. I I mean, he played like a running back in some ways. And I just want to say what you said. He was in a thousand yard. He was a thousand yard receiver through eight games. Yeah, he played eight games. If you extrapolate his stats up to 13 games, he had 700, 1700 yards and 16 touchdowns,
0: <laughs> which is, which would both be UCF records.
1: So like this notion that like, like I feel like the average fan barely remembers him and he was here a year ago. And like, yeah. I, he is up there. Like he is up there. Like, I honestly think there's a case to me that he's a top three receiver all time for UCF. He just wasn't on the right team. That team's defense was so horrible. It was the COVID year where he only got half a season to shine. I just, I like, you can't, I'm really bummed you got him, but like.
0: It's man. funny because I was like, I was taking him. The reason I ended up going with him is because I was one, one trying to spite you, but two, I was like, if, if I'm wrong and I'd still end up with Marlon Williams, like I was happy <laughs> to take like, Marlon Williams like, anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> that was, yeah, that was the tactical uh, thought there, but yeah. All right, let's go. Uh, Let's go on to your fifth pick. My fifth pick. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I can go two very different ways here. And I'm trying to figure out how to do it. All right. Okay. All right, guys, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to let you in a little secret that the many people voting on Twitter, aren't going to know. Um, I'm going to pick Mike Sims Walker okay. with my pick.
0: And that's what I was going to pick. If I hadn't
1: taken Marlon. And I'm going to be honest. I don't think Mike Sims Walker stands up to any of UCS modern receivers, but I want the nostalgia points. So <laughs> I'm taking Mike Sims Walker. So that's the secret Handy guys. Pick. I actually Handy don't even pick. agree with this pick, but. I want wow. the nostalgia points. So I'm taking Mike Simms-Walker. Mike Simms-Walker was really good. He was really good. Sell out. He, uh, I just, I, to me, he doesn't stand up with a lot. UCF's modern receivers are insane. And yeah. I don't think he
0: necessarily stands up to them, but Even he was played so then, in a very
1: different type of football. Yeah. Than,
0: you know, that's true. And he still has the fourth most receiving yards of any receiver in UCF history. He has the single season receptions record with 90 in 2006. So, yeah, I was, I was considering him with my last pick and then ended up going with Marlon instead. But Like I, mean, I said, he was. I don't want anyone to come away with this. Oh,
1: Christian thinks Mike Sims-Walker wasn't any good. He was really, really good. I just – UCF has been on basically a decade-long tear with receivers now where it's easy to start burying guys, and I don't know. They've had some really good guys over the last few yeah. years, but that is my pick, so there we go.
0: Here's another one that, like – Okay, so it's, it's similar to my Willie English pick, oh, but boy. more people oh, boy. know boy. him. More people know him. They probably don't know him for why I'm going to pick him, but I'm going to take Sean Becton. Um, yeah, you're
1: right. They don't know him for why you're picking yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> they don't know
0: him for why I'm picking him. But that's the thing is they, they don't know that. He played from 87 to 90. And when he left in 1990, he finished as the, the career leader in receiving yards uh, – or receptions and receiving yards. He was one of the first two football players in the UCF Hall of Fame. He has the UCF record for uh, a reception, like for consecutive games of the reception at 42 – um, and then he also, this was just an interesting thing I want to throw in there. He had a game in 1990 where he caught a touchdown, he threw a touchdown, he ran for a touchdown and he returned a punt for a touchdown. So I actually don't think I knew that pretty, pretty versatile, pretty versatile. Damn. Um, pe- more people know him for being on the UCF coaching staff, uh, more recently. And then, um, yeah, but I, Do I you think, think there are people that don't
1: even realize he was a former player.
0: Very possibly. I feel like that's possible. I We're just like, we're just, we have such a low opinion of the fan. Base. No, like, we I really like... don't.
1: Cause I've talked about this on past podcasts. Like the whole point of like UCF's always had a much larger fan base than people realize, but it's grown it's not, a lot since 2017. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's how, I mean, you get good and you grow your fan base. So that's fine. And like kid, like if you're listening, like we have a pretty, like we've skewed younger on our podcast demographic. And if you're like a recent graduate or something like, yeah, I'm not like sitting here. Like, how dare you not know players who played here in like 86 or, well,
0: they didn't have, you know, you I, mean, and, I guess yeah. the thing is you and I are just like, we have too much time on our hands, I think. And
1: I did see someone tweet and I'm not going to say who it was because I'm not, I think it was a joke, but I'm not sure. And I sent it to you that someone tweeted, they were like arguing with a Miami fan on Twitter. Miami brought up something from the eighties and they were like, well, you see how football didn't even exist then. <laughs> So that I think
0: was, was I still think I was think joke, it was but... a joke
1: I think it was a joke but either way so like no I'm like I I hope no one comes away from this that we're chastising you guys for not knowing people from 20 years ago it's just I like my dad went to UCF and I grew up going to games so I kind of grew up in it Bailey's like a freak fan who knows all this stuff so that that's what it comes down to I mean you know
0: I'll own that you should
1: know who Dante Culpepper is if anyone oh, was yeah, like who's that yeah. when I said that then I am judging you but other than that <laughs> yeah
0: all right well um I have my three receivers like so now I can. Next time, go with a wide receiver or a tight end. Not with my next pick, but that's what I have left on t- in terms of the receiving core. Um, Which I think we're uh, your pick. I think we're both going to take receivers, probably with that fourth pick. I'm planning wow. to. Anyway. <laughs> I, I depends. I don't really know. Um. Anyway,
1: my next pick again. I don't know where to go. Um. Let's just let's just we're just going to keep the skill players rolling. Let's uh, com- continue to ignore the line. Um. Do I want to take my other running back or do I want to take my my final receiver?
0: I don't know. What do you want to do?
1: Well, I, there's one player I want to take because I want to make a, a point about them, but I'm not sure if <laughs> I want to like, you know, Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to do it. All right. I'm going to take Greg McCray okay. for my That's second running back. Disappointing to me. And the reason is I feel like for some odd reason, I feel like, as if which I feel like I should full disclosure. Greg McRae is my favorite UCF player ever. And he's up there for me. Probably up there for you, Bailey as well. I think I think he's our friend Sarah's favorite ever, probably too. We love Greg McRae. But I feel like he's just not really considered in that like upper tier of UCF running backs all time, which doesn't really make sense to me because he ranks, isn't he like second or third all time in yards?
0: Um he is I didn't write it down, but yes, I think he's fourth, third or fourth.
1: And part of the problem is for him is because his last two seasons here, one was the COVID year and 2019 he was injured off and on the whole year, so never really broke out again. But that 2018 season. He had just under 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns. He, he, that, that entire season, he averaged 8.9 yards per carry on the Which year. Which is a school record. That's insane. And, and when you and when you pair those 1,100 yards with that, he was splitting reps with Otis and AK that year. I mean, yeah. he was – like Greg McCray, like I, you can really put him up there with basically any UCF running back not naming Kevin Smith to me. I mean, I think he is – He's kind of like falls in the category of Marlon where like he maybe wasn't there for the highest successes of UCF, even though he was there for the – fiestable in 2018 so he kind of gets a little discounted but like man I I would take Greg McRae over almost anybody I mean he was
0: an extraordinary player here yeah you've left me with a very confusing choice for the next running back position I don't know what to do um 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 yeah I'm
1: actually so the downside was pardon me wanted you to get Greg McRae because I wanted to take like one of my childhood UCF football heroes who I know is just not going to get drafted but it's fine I'm not going to say in case you draft him but I
0: doubt you will (laughs) okay well that's I don't know I don't. I don't know anything about your childhood. Um, that's a I say childhood. Though. I was in. I was in high school, but like you know, just like. Oh, I know who it is then. Okay. Um, yeah, I figured you would. I don't think I'm gonna take him though. Yeah. Um. Shoot. What do I do here? Oh, this is gonna be bad. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take an offensive lineman. Okay, we're getting started. I'm gonna get, right. I'm gonna get my offensive lineman start. Uh, offensive line started with Josh Sitton, who. Started his career at guard. I'm drafting him as a tackle because his most of his career was at tackle, and he was at his best at tackle. Um, he's in the UCF Hall of Fame. Of course, had a really long NFL career. Not that that influences this because that's not what we're drafting. But he was a part of that 07 offensive line when Kevin Smith just absolutely ran all over college football and you know helped put UCF on the map that year. Um, and, yeah, I just think a really solid, consistent player for UCF and the fact that he's in the Hall of Fame I think gives him some points too. Um, yeah, Josh said. I don't have too much to say about the offensive lineman, but I just think he was a guy that was solid from what I've read and what I've seen of him. Of course, I saw him in the NFL too.
1: That's fair. That is very fair. Cool. Um, I the problem is now I feel like we're just going to start a run on linemen because I'm like, all right,
0: I got to get in here now
1: before all the good ones are gone.
0: Um, it's so it's so much more difficult because like you can look at like guys from the past and be like, oh, like look at the stats that they put up from in the, in the '90s or early 2000s. With offensive linemen, you're like, oh, they played a lot of games. They were pretty good, I think.
1: Well, it is because it, it's it's it. I think the issue is it's like it's it's just not quantifiable the way it is with yeah. some of the players. You know, especially for guys we didn't watch. Like, you know, it's like if you weren't just there for that era, it's harder. So I know I'm worried that our like O lines are just going to dramatically skew recent. But yeah, um, you know what can you do? <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to pick between two, so I'm like reading because I'm okay. Like, I know which one I want, but I'm trying to remember why I wanted that one
0: interest so the whole thing
1: does that make sense what i just said out loud
0: yeah yeah, yeah.
1: okay <laughs> yeah so i i don't know that, like i said i i feel like i have to take a lineman now just because you did and i don't want to like get to the end and you have all the good linemen which i don't know if that will like make a difference I don't um
0: know, but you know i could have like a stud offensive line i was like i don't know who that is i don't pay attention to the offensive line <laughs> could happen. all right i'm gonna take i'm gonna take justin
1: mccray okay i'm gonna take him okay. at right guard so Uh, for those of you who are new to the fan base, uh, the original UCF twins before the, uh, Griffins were the McCray, McCray brothers back in the day. So I just had a panic
0: moment and I forgot we weren't doing defense today. (laughs) (laughs) Your eyes got so wide.
1: (laughs) They literally got so wide.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. No, but yeah, that's, um, trying to look now here. Yeah. He was up there for me um wait did you take Justin or Jordan I'm sorry I took Justin okay yeah he was my number one guard on here I didn't um, really
1: have a reason for taking one over the other that's what I was looking at now like I was so trying difficult. to find, like I was trying to find a reason to like differentiate one and
0: then I got excited yeah, I was like yeah.
1: oh Justin was a team captain I was about to say like wait wasn't Jordan a team captain too I looked up they were both team captains I'm like
0: yeah all right I'll just I go. think the weird thing about that is like it's hard to I mean they're twins but hard to differentiate <laughs> them like in terms of their play and what, they're, what they did at uh, UCF but Justin went on to have like more of an NFL career didn't he?
1: Yeah. And for the record, I'm not, I'm not accounting for that at all.
0: Right. Mind. But it's just, just weird. like, isn't do. it weird that like he's bounced around some teams like more than Jordan has Jordan. I think he Jordan played for the uh, Apollo Sydney. I think he played for the Apollos yeah, I think he you're went right. To, he was with the Vipers, I think in the XFL for a couple weeks. Well, and that it's, it's a thing. different
1: situation. Cause that was like different positions and everything else, but like, it was kind of the same thing with Shaquem and Shaquille, right? I mean, Shaquille yeah. has had significantly more NFL success. Like I said, I know there's way more factors there, but I don't know. It's kind of funny how that stuff works out. But yeah, so I went for Justin McCray,
0: not Jordan. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> There's an offensive lineman I want to take, but no one, like just, I don't think anyone, it, it's dumb that I even know, I, I know who he is now from looking it up, but I didn't know who he was like four days ago. I don't think I'm going to take him yet. Um, okay. oh, what do I do? I'm curious I'm, if I'm going to know who it is. I'm struggling. I'm very much struggling right now. Um, see, I have another running back spot. And I have my last or my receiver or tight end. I was toying around the idea of taking a tight end, but I'm just going to go ahead and go with Brandon Marshall, which like okay. is one that you and I I think have talked about in the past where like people hold him up. Like he was very good. And I don't want to like, I want to preface that by saying this, but I, people hold him up as like one of the best UCF receivers of all time. And like, he's top 10, but I don't think he's at the same level as the guys that we talked about. And he did play in a different era. They didn't throw the ball as much, all that. But I think what has as great of an NFL career as he had is why people, I think, look at him and think of him as like this higher profile UCF receiver, which I mean, to, to be fair. Yeah, but in, in the, in the, for the purposes of this, um, I don't think he's quite on the same level. But still, I mean, he played from 02 to 05. He's top 10 in like a number of categories um, and was a, a good receiver, like a very good receiver. So I'm not, I don't have any problem taking him as my fourth receiver, um, which is what I'll do. Um, I, this was a
1: perfect segue from me just talking about how I'm not taking NFL stuff into account. Cause again, I'm not trying to like trash Brandon Marshall. all. Brandon Marshall was very good at UCF, but it definitely, he was UCF's most notable NFL player for a very long time. And the fan, like, I just do feel, I feel like the fan base puts him higher than he actually was when he was here. Yeah. Which is whatever, to be, but you know.
0: For full disclosure, that's part of the reason I ended up taking him here. Cause if I'm going to take a pander pick, that's going to be my pander pick. <laughs> um, because I think people are going to see his name, and be like, oh yeah, Brandon Marshall. But. Yeah, I mean, that's again, to not take. Listen, I have like, through. I've had like six pander picks so far, so
1: no worries. <laughs> um, All right. I'm trying to figure out if I should just keep filling up my line or if I should.
0: Uh, well, at this it. point, it's, it's interesting because all I have left to take is offensive linemen and my last running back. I'm going to probably, in the spirit of fairness, do what you did and not leave, save my running back pick for last. I think that's nice. So do we, let's um, just finish out our skill guys because I have a receiver left and you have a running okay. back. Okay. Well, yeah. And, yeah, I don't have, right. Let's do that. Cool. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm gonna take JJ Wharton. Interesting. Okay, he was like just on the outside of my consideration. I'm just going
1: for nostalgia picks, I'm talking my own nostalgia. <laughs> like I, I love JJ yeah, Wharton. Um, oh, player that I loved as a kid that I'm not taking nope. Storm Johnson. Love Storm Johnson. Oh, well, and oh, are you taking him?
0: Yeah, I was going to. Oh, okay, never
1: mind. Well, Bailey's gonna take Storm Johnson in a second. So, well, we just go to that. JJ <laughs> Wharton was great. Huge part of the 2013 team. You probably know him for that. I'm just taking moments basically because I have him and Brashad. So I'm taking like great moments from 2013 and 14 UCL. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay, sorry. I didn't think you were going to take him.
0: Yeah. I mean, the only reason, so <laughs> this is a stupid reason to take him. Um, he was in the consideration, but then I had like consideration of these three other guys like a little bit ahead of him, but I was like, I can't decide between those three. So I'm just going to take Storm Johnson. <laughs> um, it makes no sense when I put it that way, but that's how my brain worked.
1: So we left um, Latavius Murray out.
0: Yeah, so Latavius Murray was one that I was considering. I was also considering Adrian Killens, and I was also considering Otis Anderson. There is not a
1: point where I considered Adrian Killens. I'm just going to say that Okay, well, I did. There's not a point where I did.
0: (laughs) I thought about it. Um, But because I couldn't make a choice between the other three, I felt like, okay, I'll take Storm Johnson. Maybe a bit of a pander pick, but I also believe in the pick, too, so it's not like a total pander pick. Um, Plus, I feel like it's good to have him represented since he's your childhood hero.
1: Love Storm Johnson. Um, um, it's but, just, it's just not good that we left Latavius out though. Cause that's just going to be like, we're going to post these people like, where's
0: Latavius, but whatever. He's my coach. Yeah, there you go. I think, <laughs> I think to a certain extent too, like maybe, maybe not. maybe It's not fair for me to say that since I didn't watch them at the time, but I feel like he's in a similar way to Brandon Marshall. Like he's, because he's been such a mainstay in the NFL people and he's been around the program recently and like done so much for the program, people, remember him a lot i get that
1: take yeah um, i get that
0: um so we're gonna end up having left out latavius and blake bortles
1: which is just kind of like yeah well, can with the way we did this I've, i'll have to make clear when we tweet this that like we drafted a starting
0: lineup like we didn't go like yeah. too deep here so you got to make tough choices right um, um so storm johnson just to to cap this off um came in 2020 or 2012 2012 Um, and ran for 507 yards and four touchdowns on 113 carries. But his big year came in the Fiesta Bowl year in 2013, ran for 1,139 yards and 14 touchdowns on 213 carries. Um, Also caught 30 passes for 260 yards and three more touchdowns. Just, I think, one of the better, I haven't looked at like this statistically, but one of the better statistical seasons for UCF running back in such a big year in the Fiesta Bowl, I feel like it warrants him having a spot on my team
1: i get that and i agree cool (laughs) obviously since i like was about to you know get on a pedestal to explain why one of us should have drafted him all right Right. so so i am up um it feels natural that i'm gonna go with jordan mcrae
0: fair enough so
1: i I like that i like the way that looks in my phone as i type it in
0: yeah (laughs) and i got the McRae. Um, so you have both your guard positions locked down
1: yep guards done so
0: um, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and take the guy that no, I didn't know four days ago and neither does like, I, I don't, I'm curious to know if you do, uh, it's a center and it's Mike Grudadoria. Oh yeah. No, yeah? I don't, I, okay. no, I don't know. Oh, Sorry. all right. Well, just doing some reading <laughs> about him. Not, doing some reading about him. He's in the UCF hall of fame. He played from 91 to 94. Um, he was a four year starter. Um, and when the, the Orlando Sentinel did like a 25th anniversary UCF team back in, I believe it would have been Oh four. And he was like the team starting center. I think uh, when I read his profile, and this is part of the reason, like, I don't know. I never saw him. I wasn't alive when he played. But when I was reading his profile on UCF's Hall of Fame on their website, uh, it said something like, widely regarded as the best center, or one of the best centers to play at UCF. And I was like, okay, that's good enough for me. He's widely regarded (laughs) as one of the best centers in UCF history. Like, that's it. I'm set. I'll make him my number one center. So, Mike Grudadoria. I I figured out how to spell it by Googling it. So, we're good to go. Cool.
1: (laughs) Um, But... I'm all glad right. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do next year um next year next year. oh next, next year here all right okay <laughs> um do I want to do a center I'm just kidding. all right I'm gonna take Jari to tackle okay interesting he
0: was on my list yeah he, I don't have much to say about him though other than <laughs> I don't have much to say about him either I do have
1: to say that when I googled him to try to find some stats he sued UCF a couple years ago which I didn't know oh about. you don't remember that no, I have no recollection of that whatsoever.
0: Oh, I don't remember like all the details, but I yeah was reminded of this as I was doing my research that he like sued UCF for using his likeness. Yeah, which is so
1: which is, and prevalent with how yeah. sports is going now. So if you're looking at my team, like I, just ignore the lawsuit if you're going to pick my team, like
0: that's fine <laughs> other than that.
1: Yeah, so right. I was going to
0: have to say that because like, I was worried about having to get like I had him lower on my list because of that because people were going to did see you actually <laughs> yeah because people are going to see his name and just like immediately be like oh that guy if you guys screw yourself so then I was worried oh, about it um so yeah <laughs> that, it kind of saved me from that um since you have both your guard position I feel like it's fair if I take a guard here you have both your guards already
1: I'm not um, I mean unless it's someone I'm planning to you know move over to tackle but yeah go ahead
0: I'm gonna take hmm I'm gonna take Cole Schneider damn it okay Okay. Were you going to move him to tackle? No.
1: Actually, I literally, I had, I have a list of, in case that I ran out of one, I have a list of guys who have played both so okay. that I can pull from them. And he was on that. All
0: right. List, so. All yeah. Right. Well, I've got Cole Schneider, um, a guy who just played a lot, like from, from day one and was pretty versatile, played really well, played like, had a, like, uh, what's, what's the word? Had longevity at the position. Like in 2018, he played in 13 games and started 12. 2019, he started all 13 games. 2020, he started – or he played all 10 games, started nine of them. I think it was an injury or something that held him from starting one. And then he started all 12 games in 2021. So, I mean, just a four-year starter who was very, very solid at the position, always did whatever they asked of him, good good leader, Cole Schneider.
1: Yeah, I I have to think here because I'm like, do I want to do a pick that would be like a dramatic just people have seen this name on Twitter and they'll vote because
0: they like the person. And I'm trying to think oh. if I want to do that. Oh, wait. Okay. I, mean, I don't know if you know who I'm talking about.
1: I might. It's a, it's but... a person who's um, uh, at this point known for like non-football stuff in the okay, face. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And Man, I kind of was... want to do
0: it just for like the, for the hell of it. If <sighs> you get me some votes? Do whatever you want. I'm thinking, but there's someone else I want to take too, so I'm
1: trying to decide if I should take them.
0: I'm thinking. Okay. Um. oh uh, never mind I'm gonna take Sam Jackson okay that's that, that actually kind of helps me I had four guards listed and this next guy was one of them when the guy you were talking about is one oh, okay. of them. so if, if you had taken him <laughs> I would have had to scramble to just find another name um, which I already had to do once so you took who'd you take sorry Sam Jackson I should Sam Jackson who will be playing left tackle the only active on the only active team. player uh, on these teams, right? Yes.
1: Ooh, that doesn't bode well, does it? I just realized that. Why not? Wow. I don't know. I guess the I guess UCF's. why well, twenty twenty one, they were nine and fourteen. Well, there you go. Yeah. They got one on there. So
0: yeah, that's actually pretty interesting. Don't though. worry, guys. I'm, so. I'm
1: slotting Tommy in at center. It's going to be an experiment. We'll see how it goes. i um, said he was versatile.
0: So you have both your tackles then.
1: All I have left is center.
0: Okay. Yep. So the guy that you were mentioning that you're possibly going to take, he didn't play in place center at all, did he? I don't think he did.
1: You you could try him out there.
0: <laughs> no, I don't want to. I have a center. I have a center. I'm okay. just worried yeah. about, I don't let me check his bio real quick, bit. but I don't think he ever did. Okay. I'll just um, save him for my last. Okay. I'll take him now, whatever. Um, I'm going to take Parker Boudreaux <laughs> who it was interesting. Cause he was here in, what was it was, he was here in 2017, right. But had to sit out for the year. I believe like so. The, yeah. That year. But then I thought from when he came in, Oh, I wish I would have pulled up the stats, but I think from 2018 and 2019 there was some pro football focus app where he like had uh, so many um, and there's was a number of like pass blocking snaps or just maybe snaps, um, where he just didn't allow a sack. I thought I he didn't allow the, a sack in his whole career at UCF. Maybe that's what it was then. And I, I had, I don't have the number of snaps, but yeah. I mean, I he didn't play he, a
1: ton here, but I, I don't
0: believe he allowed a sack still over the course of what was it? Two years and maybe a game in 2020. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah, and not allowing a sack over that that long, I feel like that's a pretty a pretty impressive career. Um, and yeah, like you mentioned, now he's he's into the the wrestling world and is very very scary. Um, <laughs> yeah, anytime he pops up on my timeline, I'm like ah, okay. he is. I don't know anything about. not like, engaged, didn't he? W, he did. I don't know anything about yeah.
1: WWE. So he's like my one window into that world, and it is a scary window, guys. <laughs> like I don't even know to tell you.
0: I know. Okay, I got the thing is I'm into wrestling, but uh, that's still like I'm like oh he's he's a little frightening. All right. All right. I'm going to take your, my final your pick, pick your my center.
1: center, total nostalgia move, Jordan Johnson.
0: Uh, okay. He was, he was on my list as well. And along the same lines as Doria, I had another name that I didn't know that I found uh, that played center. He's also in the UCF Hall of Fame. His name is Dan Burke. And he played in the first four seasons of UCF football. Wow. Like he was on their first ever team, started every game at center for the first two years of UCF football. So he's an honorable See, mention. He's an all-American, all-American honorable mention in 1981. This is where you have to take it how literally, and
1: I'm, I recognize my opinion is wrong here, but I'm just going to say my opinion is like I, like, I wasn't going to touch anyone from like D3 or D2, because I'm like, in my mind, I'm I like, know. if these teams have to play, but at the same time, we should be representing. So, we, you know, I, I, I like that we at least called him out.
0: So Yeah, but Jordan Johnson's a good pick. I like well, him. my
1: main thing was I'm looking at my thing and I'm like, I, before that pick, I had one player from 2017.
0: And I, didn't oh. like, and I didn't
1: like that, so I want to grab <laughs> someone else. Interesting,
0: okay. Well, to round out our, our offensive draft here, um, I'm going to take uh, my other tackle position. I'm taking Wyatt Miller. Um, oh, I forgot of about Wyatt team. Miller. Um, part of both the 2017 and 2018 teams. In his career, he played 49 games and started 47 of them and was just, again, like just kind of like Cole Schneider, kind of like Sam Jackson, a consistent presence on the offensive line where you kind of didn't really have to, like, there was no questions about him. You know, you always knew he was going to get in and do his job and you weren't going to have to like worry about him. And- yeah, he was really good. I honestly, he totally slipped my mind. I don't know how uh, I didn't get him on my list. Well, cool. So do you want to do you want to run through like I'll run yeah. through my team, you run through your team and then we'll find a way to like get these teams on Twitter. We'll do it. We're going to do it after we get the defense. Yeah, we're going to do defense. first. Is, so. You got
1: to know who my guys are going up against. I mean, come
0: on. So. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to go first or me for me? Yeah, I'll go first.
1: So at quarterback, okay. I have Dante Culpepper at running back. I have Kevin Smith and Greg McRae. At receiver, I have Traquan Smith, Brashad Perriman, Mike Sims-Walker, and J.J. Wharton. Uh, at tackle, I've got Ja Reed and Sam Jackson. At guard, I've got the McCrays. And at center, I've got Jordan Johnson.
0: Very nice. And uh, so for me, I have quarterback Mackenzie Milton. My running backs are Willie English and Storm Johnson. At wide receiver, I have Gabriel Davis, Marlon Williams, Sean Beckton, and Brandon Marshall. And my offensive line at center, I have Mike Gruditoria. My guards are Cole Schneider and Parker Boudreaux. My tackles are Josh Sitton and Wyatt Miller. Well, that was fun. Shout, out, was shout fun. out Gasparilla enjoyer. <laughs> this Again. was a lot of fun. I think my team's better. Okay. No, I, I was say I'm as fun. you were like starting to read it, I was like, maybe. But then I was like, uh, I don't if know. If I yeah, had I Milton, think, I would crush it. I think it's going to be pretty – it feels like it's going to be pretty even, but I don't know. I'm really, I'm Perfect. actually like, I'm super curious how people are going to vote on this.
1: And I'm going to like, I'm going to try to come up with like a nice little graphic. So I'm not just tweeting a list of players. Like that's like what I was going like yeah, to actually
0: talk to you about that yeah. after <laughs> the podcast. If we wanted to figure out a way to do
1: a graphic. Yeah. I'm going to talk um, to one of my friends who's like knows how to do those things. Cause I don't. And cool.
0: uh, hopefully get that done. So
1: yeah, that was nice. fun. That was well, fun. Yeah,
0: so we've got the offense. We've got the offensive draft out of the way. Um, we'll see when we're going to do the defensive draft. Cause our next podcast should be the schedule
1: it's just the question whether that will be next week's podcast just, or a bumper yeah, podcast I, on like thursday or friday so the aac see. man the what AAC. a joke of a league this is why we're leaving it has nothing <laughs> to do with the big 12 money it's just that they can't get a schedule this is, out so. this is exactly why
0: all right well let's quickly jump into the football news before we get conference usa has um, three
1: teams that are revolting and they still got their <laughs> schedule out and the aac can't do it that's kind of funny
0: actually it's funny um all right some football news and actually this is i guess a wider ucf athletics news but Last week was uh, Terry Mohajer's one year anniversary at UCF, which was just nice to see Woo! all the memories from the year where he's like just the, 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 different gifts, the different videos of him celebrating on the sideline, him dancing in his car. Just what a guy um, Most energetic
1: and... man to ever uh, come through the school.
0: <laughs> I like the videos. What was it? I forget what, which video it was. Where, like He had the, um, he has the drink or like, it was a coffee. I'm assuming where it's like, he's got his phone in one hand and his coffee, like up to his mouth. Um, he's like, I don't know. Just what a cool guy. Uh, and then, as of as we're recording today, um, on Tuesday was Gus Malzon's one year anniversary at UCF, which um, UCF, UCF released an awesome video yeah, that I freaking love. about to say, Oh my goodness, really good video. Um, it cut from just,
1: Gus's opening presser being like, you know, I'll play anyone to just the Gasparilla Bowl of UCF yeah. bulldozing Florida. It <laughs> was such a good
0: cut, loved it. It was great. Um, Jacob Harris is a Super Bowl champion, um, in theory. On the yeah, I mean, he's gonna get a Super Bowl ring, so he was on. Uh, injured reserve for the Rams but the Rams sadly beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl this past Sunday but congratulations to Jacob Harris he's gonna get a Super Bowl ring which he'll have forever which That's is the more like, than earlier I have people so, are gonna be like has. oh like he didn't even play like he didn't contribute I don't care like he
1: has a Super Bowl ring well I got an argument with Cincinnati fans because who else because like first
0: off I'm gonna say this and I'm not saying this
1: is like a bitter UCF fan because whatever like I, I just want to be clear the graphics were like like fox college football is like here are all the colleges with a player in the super bowl like that is like a meaningless stat to me like totally meaningless unless you have like starters i don't really care but anyway so there was like a cincinnati player there were two i think and so cincinnati fans were like where's ucf so i applied to one of them was like jacob harris is on the ramps he just tore his like tore three different things so he's on ir and they were like oh so he's not in the super bowl then and it's like he was on the sidelines like I <laughs> like i don't know sorry, what to tell you sorry but, like,
0: he, like destroyed his knee like i I literally
1: put him and said i said sorry he got hurt and they're just like (laughs) but cincinnati fans continue to be the worst human beings on the face of the earth um shout out to them all right um on monday night as far as sports goes i mean they're worse than humans as far as sports fans they are legitimately the worst ones of all the sports even the european ones the cincinnati fans bottom of the barrel absolute (laughs) bottom all right
0: um on monday night gabriel davis received the key to the city of sanford that was pretty cool no it wasn't um, here's the thing it was really cool for gabe davis what is a key to the city no it doesn't i'm mean, it's it's just the recognition it's what it means like no i get not...
1: i i understand what a key to the city is but like if i ever, ever am ever infamous i want them to give me a key that opens something like i want a key to something okay. like i don't just want like a plaque with a this key. would be something this would be
0: something that you would have like because it's the key to the city. The
1: like, was it with. like I, a key to the city should be a key that opens any door in the city. Like, he should have a master key to the city of Sanford. Otherwise, it's like, what are we doing? I mean, he just, it's just a key for your wall? I mean, come on. <sighs> all right.
0: All right. Um, some news that came out today from uh, Jason Beatty of the Orlando Sentinel. Uh, Cam Good is entering the transfer portal. Um, not sure where he's headed next, but we'll keep an eye on that, as we know, uh, as we see more. You see, they lost finally, both their goods in a month. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Hopefully that's not an omen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Only time will tell. They
0: need to get some, they need to get some greats up in there um, to replace them. Um, and finally, the last piece of UCF football news is that UCF space uniforms won UniSwag's uniform of the year. Yeah, they so did. Shout out to everyone who listened to Christian and I when we told you to go vote last week. Um because so obviously it was it was us announcing on our podcast that like pushed people to go vote, right?
1: Yeah, I'm sure that's what it was and not UCF tweeting it multiple times and like Isaiah Mikey and, Ryan Mikey and Mikey it. Keene. Tweet. Sure, it wasn't that. Yeah, um, I think it was us. But the thing is, at the end of the day, I'm stuck with these uniforms. One, because the one I was really worried about winning was Tennessee because Tennessee social was posting it too. And it's like to compare the insane level of creativity that UCF and their team put into those uniforms. I mean, every little, every little thread means something to Tennessee. Who's like, what if we like made ours black? like i i just i can't there is no comparison i mean those you know and a gator fan i think it was actually replied to ucf with something that i thought was very spot on because they were like oh from a gator fan this was well deserved and he said something that's really accurate and it was like i don't remember the exact quote but he was like a space uniform is something that would could really easily be stupid and i feel like that's exactly it is i feel like if 99 percent of teams tried to make a space uniform it would be very dumb and ucfs every single year are completely different and completely awesome so like I mean, come on, I, I just, it's so well-deserved. So I'm very excited about that. And we'll get a little more into that with Tweet of the Week in a few minutes, but anyway. But.
0: Okay, cool, yeah, yeah, I forgot. I forgot, I knew you had one in your, in your, you told me like, this is literally Tweet of the Week. I was trying to remember what it was. Um, but we'll go to Game of the Week real quick before we jump into Tweet of the Week. And it's actually Games of the Week because uh, UCF Softball has like, just this ridiculous tournament slate this weekend. Um, over the weekend, they went three and one at home and they're now number 24 in the D1 Softball poll. They're winning one, nothing right now against Liberty. Um, but this weekend, they go to Clearwater for the St. Pete Clearwater Elite Invitational. They open on Thursday with Wisconsin. Then on uh, Friday, they play number 17, Michigan and Texas Tech. Saturday, they have a pair of top 25 matchups. They play number 15, Tennessee and number 10, Texas. And then on Sunday, they play number five, Florida State. That's <laughs> games of the week. <laughs> Tough weekend.
1: That's a lot. Yeah, I was win. like, I can't just pick one of these. Like, They're going to win at least most of them. So I'm at excited. least most
0: of them. You That's heard it a, here first.
1: You heard it here first. UCF softball will win at least most of its games. Did you see their helmets <laughs> for tonight?
0: I haven't yet, no. Oh, I just realized goodness. that, like, the game started at six, so I had to, like, quickly look up a score update. It's but.
1: So it's a matte black helmet with the chrome UCF decal on it. Can you see that? Oh,
0: I see it now, yeah. I'm looking at my – yeah, okay. It,
1: sheesh, man. What else wow. is there to say? All right, let's jump into your tweet of the week. Tweet of the week is a tweet from last week that I had to bring back around because last week – so if you guys didn't know – USF was also a nominee for Uniform of the Year. Um, sorry, I was about to sneeze, but I managed to fight it off. Sorry, I had to pause for that. Anyway, <laughs> sorry about that.
0: That's good. My dog is barking uh, over here, so that's...
1: Yeah, Bailey's on mute, and I'm trying not to sneeze. It's been a winning <laughs> few minutes for the podcast. Anyway, so USF's, like, military appreciation uniform, which uh, good cause, bad uniform, was also nominated and USF in their infinite social media wisdom that they're continue to be great at tweeted last week, again, the fricking dirt of their IPF. And they tweeted two things you love to see, our IPF, again, no, it was just dirt and, our, and uniform of the year to be. And they had a construction worker, like hold the uniform up on top of a crane, like the monkey holding Simba in Lion King. And we're like future uniform of the year. So I have a question, USF, you, you said uniform of the year. I, I'm sure UCF would be happy to send you a 2021 space Jersey. And I want you to hang it over the dirt because clearly I, you said you would, you didn't say in your tweet, a USF uniform. You said a uniform of the year. So we'll send you, we'll send you a few. UCF has a few and you can, you can hang them. You can pick whatever year you want that UCF's won.
0: So that I, that's tweet of the week I can't for believe me. It, I, I can't believe those were a nominee.
1: What was shocking to me was that, because it's a fan vote. So the teams with the big, and listen, it's not all that. You got to get like the casual voters to scroll through and see yours and vote for it. But like, obviously you have to have a pretty sizable fan base to win. And USF knows they don't have a big fan base. So why were they so confident they were going to declare on social media they were going to win? I mean, it was just baffling. So that was tweet of the week. Congrats again to USF for continuing. to be That's themselves. Two, two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row that an official USF account has won tweet wow. of the week. And I, I'm, it's not like I'm singing you guys out. You're just this bad at it so like i don't know like just are they
0: are they a tweet of the week dynasty people are talking i don't know people <laughs> two
1: in a row who knows how far the street can go <laughs> we'll see Can go on
0: all right well we're not really sure when we're going to speak to you again we're not sure if we're going to come come with the uh quick schedule podcast in the next few days or if it'll be next week but whenever we do hear from you we'll be back soon with episode 61 but until then you can find us on twitter at bailey j adams 22 at by ca simmons and at night sports now once again thank you guys so much for being with us and we'll talk to you soon Bye everybody.